Hi, I'm Eamon Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast. I'm here with Dennis Hurley and Barry O'Mahony. Uh, we're not going to be talking about Taylor Swift or Super Bowls here. You'll have to go elsewhere for that. We're just going to focus on the GA, particularly the action on Saturday night when Cork lost to Kilkenny, their second league loss of the season. We'll have a look ahead to next weekend's huge game in Parky Cueve on Saturday afternoon game. Might not have as big a crowd, but very important game for the footballers to try and avoid relegation. They're playing Cavan. But we'll start in Super Value Park disappointing result in the end Dennis mainly on the back of just an awful first 25 minutes from Cork where they fell 7-8 points behind and they couldn't reel in Kilkenny yeah that's it they were, they were actually 9 points down on two occasions with 12-3 and 13-4 and then all of a sudden at half time you're back to it in a goal you know 13-1-7 so you'll be looking at those last 7-8 minutes and saying why wasn't that the case for all of the first half because then second half Kilkenny even pushed I think 5 ahead early on and Cork came back well after that then and actually even went ahead only once um, and just, just fell short by a point like you know when it is a narrow a narrow loss like that you're always looking at a lot of different of things ball, that yeah. could have changed it and you know that is like you say that's the big red flag just for whatever reason they just couldn't couldn't get a handle like it's actually funny Cork won a lot of Kilkenny's long puck outs I think Kilkenny went long nine times in the first half Cork won seven of those but they were always immediately turned over then the Kilkenny half back line was just really on top I don't know were they, too, were they yeah. really good or were they being made to look good you know probably a bit of both but then they were able to just transition really quick and run through the middle and Cork were being just completely um, completely overrun Kilkenny had six first half wides and they were all very scoreable like yeah. they should have been ahead by more be- before Cork were able to kind of get a foothold again but you would, you know, you'd be encouraged by the way they came back. It's becoming a bit of a team, though, that they only start playing when they do have a bit of a mountain to climb, and you're not always going to be able to to overhaul that. The consolation is that it is only February, it is only the league, um, and if if the lessons are being learned, you you take that, but. Um, obviously there is in the background and there's the, the need to kind of be in Division 1 next year um, in the, the revamped league Pat Ryan was asked about that after the game on Saturday night and in fairness to him you know Pat Pat, Pat always takes questions in, in good good spirit and good humour anyway and he, he was just like you know right now I couldn't care less about next year's league I'm trying to just shaping I'm using this year's league to get a team ready for championship which is what it's all about at the end of the day yeah. like he said if Cork had a good championship People aren't going to be worried about how they did in the league or what next year's league holds. It is all about championship. And, and so in the league, you, you need to finish in the top three. Top three, and then, and then the two best best teams will, will play, play, off. play off. So, yeah. you know, being realistic about it, if Cork win two matches, they'll have a playoff at worst. They'll have a chance. Know, if they it. win the remaining three matches, they should be okay. But it's the first time since 2019 losing the first two matches. And it's just the nature of it people will read into what's happening at that time when you lose two matches in the space of two weeks like that with periods like after halftime last week and the, the opening 20-25 minutes yeah but Saturday the way the league you had two tough games I, I I know one of them was at home but it's two tough games Sunday and then back around on Saturday night so I suppose there would be a chance you'd there lose it. I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I mean Limerick had two of the easiest games you could possibly have as their two opening league yeah, games in the other and, section so. and Westmead ran Limerick fairly yeah, close so. like um, and, and like you know you're playing the team that have run Limerick so close in the last two months of finals and the team that put it up to them for, for a lot of last years all of them yeah. yeah and for pretty much all of the previous years won so they are 
probably they're two of the top four teams in the country. Cork are looking to break into that. They've been within a score both times. You know, th- these aren't intended to sound like excuses, but it's not like Cork being beaten off the pitch and every player is being outplayed. There's big players missing. Kieran Joyce wasn't there Saturday night. He was a huge loss, I think, especially James in that first half. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Joyce you know, was a huge loss. Um, so, and there were bright spots. Sean Toomey, I think, was involved in 1-5 out of 117. Cork scored. He's big guy. He has presence about him. Um, and like I'm not sure that he offended Johnny Murphy in a past life or what because he definitely deserved a few more frees than he did get he got shoved into the goal yeah but you know he kept coming back for more so he'd be really encouraged by that Tommy O'Connell did well Owen Downey was doing very well before he was forced off Joe Miller came on for him and he he was very tidy he got in a lot of hooks and blocks and stuff um, and then he was moved from the half back line into the full back line then when Mark Coleman came on and straight away Mar- Mark left a couple of long range efforts short short you'll put that down to rustiness but he set up two very good points you know he just gives you an extra dimension from the half back line he has great vision and he loses the ball and he, well. and he can get out of trouble so yeah and he spins around know, on the sideline there it's been a year and a half since he played for cork so you, you'd forget the impact he he can have and he's only going to get better the, the more games time he gets under his belt so disappointing yes but not all bad and barry i, I suppose you know, from from a Cork perspective, as with those big games and Saturday night under lights, there was a great crowd, sixteen and a, and a bit thousand. The fans are hoping for a bit more. It was it, it, it was a it was so flat at the start. Like it was a great crowd there. They were looking for something yeah. to cheer out, and then you've Kilkenny just picking off points. Kind of at their ease, they were working hard, but you know, off the shoulder bang, getting loads of chances. The crowd are stuck to their seats, kind of going, "Oh man, well, yeah, it was know, very feeling dis- the cold. It was very disappointing. The the first twenty five minutes, uh, I was at home matches, and I was putting my hair out like. It w- it was just very frustrating, you know. Uh, uh, you know, Dennis went into great detail there. Where to go? I, I, you know, I can't put my finger on it. I suppose Kilkenny just uh, it was too easy for them. Really. There was a lot of lateral passing out of Cork. There was maybe they were going sideways. Probably overcomplicated. Yeah, they were, they were looking at for times. the perfect pass, come, trying to bring you the ball know, out or something um, like you know. And then just instead of just getting it and you know getting rid of it and you know they were probably just Ooh, overplaying it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they pace. were probably just overplaying it and uh, they got punished. And um, you know, as Dennis also mentioned. Kilkenny had uh, was it six wides in the in, in the in six the in the first, in half, the first yeah. half and they were they were very scoreable as well they were more or less you know, straight from the goal but it, it is a bit of a concern but you know I suppose there was positive as well you know in, you know in the second half and it was it was yeah, you know, some of the younger it, players playing yeah, well, which is great um, whatever, I thought Tommy O'Connell was you know an inspiration yeah. there especially in the first half when things weren't well, no was when, when yeah. things weren't going well he was really driving on there and yeah, mid- j- just before the goal he made a very important play down to Cork and you know it could have led to a Kilkenny point definitely they might have even worked the goal chance and he was there and then you know a minute later um, you know Cork, Cork had the ball in the net so that was that was important yeah it was a great finish well by, by Conor Callan and you know delight from really uh, but the second half uh, yeah was was much better and it was brilliant to see Mark Holman back on the pitch as well and he made such a such a difference and Eaton Toomey as well was yeah, ve- was he very had effective a nice yeah. bit of physicality when he came um, into it and ball yeah. when he again looked a teeny bit rusty he'd one wide on the left side that he probably should have stepped in and yeah. shot off his right with but d- d- that's one thing maybe um like against Clare Cork didn't actually take a lot of long range shots with the wind in the second half they probably took too many on Saturday night when the breeze was going against them down to the Black Rock. And oh, and they were doing well inside, like yeah, there were. I, I think there was something like five second half wides between the forty-five and sixty-five. You know, when the clock is running down like that. Yeah, you Coleman dropped a couple of short. Then on top of that, the yeah, wides, like. exactly. Yeah, so you, you, you fellas, maybe just get a little bit too too frantic, you know, rather than working a chance because we said Cork didn't work enough goal chances against Clare um, in the second half, especially. 
on, on Saturday they only scored one goal but it could have been more and another night a lot like, of half chances like pa- Patrick Horgan had the great pass for Luke Mead um, to put him in he might have been caught maybe between two minds as to whether to shoot or pass and then um, David Blanchfield came back and uh, kind of half fouled him but got away with it yeah. it's the kind of one that if it was given against you you'd be fairly cross about yeah. you know so I think we'll kind of you, you give him the benefit there I think Hoggy in the second half would have been true on goal and he was hauled down by Hugh Lawler who had already been booked and it should probably have been one of those ones where it's a penalty and the black card even though it's outside the yeah. 13 metre line like the one Cork got caught with against Kerry in the football last year so Hugh Lawler was very lucky there um, and there's two pickups Shane Kingston yeah just, Shane just Kingston had a great run and, and tried to pass Seaton to me and the ball just fell short uh, Shane uh, there was a say he had a shot that was saved by Owen Murphy and then there was a great move at the start of the second half and Shane was involved in that as well the ball across to Hoggy who doubled on it just air. went yeah. wide like you know that would have been a good old school goal. finish yeah. yeah so you know they, they mightn't have had a lot of goal efforts but there were ones that just fell short of becoming efforts so that was an improvement um, and you'd hope it will improve as as for the just yeah, there was kind of a shape of there, there was a shape of there was a shape of what way you can see they want the team to play obviously it's still got that hard running goal threat style that in fairness Kieran Kingston two years ago in his third year yeah. really went for this using the speed getting the goals Pat Ryan built in that last year it was just sloppy around the edges and it was just at that first 20 minutes it was just 30 yeah. minutes nearly so it was, it was very, very it was the worst yeah. of Cork where they're you know they're completely overplaying the ball yeah. and very vulnerable to getting swarmed or turned over. And I suppose you know I suppose a negative as well I suppose from from Saturday um like you know it was Bobby Ufflin's um injury yeah you know, that was, was very disappointing yeah. because he had been moved into half back line or half forward line even at the start of the second half um and he, he was, more he was involved like, in that goal chance for yeah. Hoggy and then he got a nice point and then to go off again and he's just so unlucky with injuries. They're hopeful it won't be too serious. Um, so fingers crossed on that front because you know he 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 just he's a guy who gives you something that not a lot of others can give you. Absolutely, I suppose those explosive runners we've seen it with John Potter yeah. in the football who hasn't played yet this season. They are prone to getting those hamstring injuries yeah. by the nature of of the style they play or the speed they use. And I, you know, I think it's it's five games all over now for the for the hurlers. Um, going back to last year, the last three months of championship what games. What do you think? And the two league games. Uh, this, this is where whether the Munster hurling league is competitive <laughs> or not. Yeah. Yeah. It, it counts as competitive when it's and it's a friendly. Well, they oh, lost we lost that. Yeah. Oh, jeez, oh, man, that's so, <laughs> so six yeah. out of seven, even for well, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose we did a draw with tip. The draw with tip way back. My God, it's the start of last summer. Yeah, I think so long. You'd, you'd be but drawing yeah, the, the next two, game now is, is huge now is Waterford at, at home yeah Waterford last at home to Clare so you know they're, they're not going to be bringing a conference coming to Cork I think Cork you know they, they have to win it but you'd, you'd expect a, a stronger performance that way like w- one thing about Cork shape is that they do seem more kind of committed to a traditional setup with with you know with, with three and a half order and three inside one kind of coming out a bit but we haven't seen much of a third midfielder this time, so that probably contributed maybe to Kilkenny overrunning him. But yeah. it, it does give you more of an attacking threat then I, as well. I, I think that's what was kind of irritating and infuriating about that first half is that they, they have players up the pitch, you know. It's yeah. not like they're kind of like, I was watching Waterford on TV against Clare, they're bringing a huge amount of bodies back, missing a lot of players on there. Obviously, it's Davy Fitz style hurling too, so it's swarming the middle and so on and so forth. But Cork had plenty of people up there to hit the ball to. It was just, and there were but a lot of balls played up, whether it was the movement or just the passing was sloppy. A, l- a lot of the know. time when they went long, it was almost a 1v2 situation. Yeah, which, the wrong ball. On yeah, the which puts the receiver at a huge disadvantage straight off. But, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll learn from it. 
um, you you would imagine and you would hope. Um, and like you say, 16,274 on a Saturday night in February. Incredibly yeah. You know, it was more than was at um, Luton Town and Sheffield United. I know obviously Luton's capacity is limited anyway, but uh, it, it was just something that struck me when I was watching and, the match and, uh, of the day on Saturday night. And like in, in Taurus and on, on Sunday between Chipping Galway, yeah, it was just under 6,000. Yeah, like, so. Finn Man I think the Saturday night game drew attention to that and <laughs> <laughs> he kind of started a bit of a cork tip culture war which is you know probably no harm it's a kind of Saturday night thing too in the lights isn't it that's yeah. been a very appealing fixture for a number of years obviously they played Kilkenny previously in Saturday night in the park they had the game with the Limerick last the year two years the Leeds ago, yeah. final, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a nice slot people do enjoy watching and going back to when they used to play the games in Parky Ring when Parky Reeve has been done up or when Parky Ring was there first that Saturday night yeah. it suits fellas you know it's seven half seven on a Saturday night yeah there's just something special about playing under the lights a few points afterwards or whatever, there were you know. very few Kilkenny fans there because the final whistle just brought deathly silence <laughs> to the place it, w- it was very unusual you know you didn't even hear a smattering of cheers yeah and I suppose in that last kind of 15 minutes when Cork had got on top and were hurling better I was kind of waiting for a couple of trademark hoggy points yeah. he was blocked down a couple of times Shane Kingston never ended up scoring from play like neither of them scored from play any, any other night they'd have got at least two or three points yeah. between them, maybe a goal. And so. the goalkeeper as well, Patrick Collins made a few very good saves, and obviously, you know, he's under pressure now with with Brian Saunderson. So, um, you know, I think he'll be he'll be pleased enough with with his. Yeah, he seems to have, have yeah. risen to the challenge. And I suppose he's under pressure as well, Barry, because definitely one of the big talking points, kind of last winter from Cork fans, was do we have a strong enough goalie? Is he, you know, yeah. is he playing well? He was outstanding in 2021 if Cork had won that All-Ireland, certainly on the run to the final, you know, he was kind of playing at an all-star level. Yeah. And, and in the last two seasons, that that goal against Galway in the quarterfinal, particularly, you know, the ball s- squirmed past him on Cork last n- narrow match, but there has been a lot of question marks about him. So. And, but and t- things always change quick and people are always kind of talking about, is, is there someone better? Because it's not an goal. People are saying, "Oh, Patrick Collins deserves his chance ahead of Anthony Nash." <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And last winter people were wondering was Nash on the comeback trail? So yeah, yeah, in yeah. the old rumor mill. So there, you know, there, there's there's a lot of wild speculation. But he, I've been impressed with his performance in the two games, not flawless or anything like that. But I mean, even he p- picked out a couple of great first half buckouts to Connerly Han on the move. Yeah, you know, hitting him in space. So you know, look, he, he's been encouraging. I would like to see Saunderson get a game. I think um, I think he will probably well, you know. probably wait awfully maybe. Um, but awfully won't be any gimme either given how they did against yeah. Wexford at the weekend. So it, that that probably might be a bad thing for Cork in that no one is going to be running away with the, the section either. So Yeah, um, so there's, there's plenty of, kind of competitive games. Speaking of competitive games, next Saturday would certainly be a competitive game. Cork had the weekend to, you know, probably watch the, watch the hurling on the telly and, and work away on their own uh, weaknesses. You know, lost to Lodes, lost to Donegal. I suppose Donegal, as we've already said, lost by 11 points. That was the worry there. More than the defeat and then the load game. They probably played reasonably well, but the game was cost by the two goals they gave away and they didn't raise a green flag themselves and you know, lost an hour match. Yeah, it's a huge game on, on Saturday, 4 o'clock um, in Super Value Park, Eve, you know, Cork joined bottom of the of the table with, with, with Kildare. It's not where they would have expected to be after 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 two matches like they would have targeted um at least, you know, two points from the from the opening two games and you know, they will be very disappointed. And I, I know they are down uh, you know, a few players through injuries and, and whatnot, but they'd be still disappointed with the performances and yeah. um I know there there could be one or two um in you know, back in contention for for, di- for this weekend's um Game against Kevin, you know, Sean Poto, you know, is close to big addition, he's it? close to returning. Um, Mihal Martin, um, the last I heard, I think was expected to be back for for the, for the Kevin game. Whether that's still the case uh, remains to be seen. Oh, whether they stick with Patrick oh, Doyle, yeah. Um, like Doyle did make a few, you know, decent saves the the last day against Lowe, but you know, it, it's a massive game. Like there'll be, you know, a small crowd. I'd say there'll be probably under five thousand, you know, at the game. 
Exactly, uh, Saturday know, afternoon uh, before. It's, like, it's, it's an awkward time, you know. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> like you said, Saturday night is, is, is when the draws people. Four o'clock is, mm. you know, it isn't an evening game and it's not a proper afternoon game either. Uh-huh. So I'm not sure of the, the logic behind that. But, but like Kevin would be coming down the road. I think, you know, they'd be, they'd be, they'd be confident, you know, after two strong performances, you know, beating Kildare away by four points and, and uh, you know, pushing Donegal all the way at, at home. You it know, might bring a few supporters um, to him, no doubt, Saturday afternoon. It's, it, you can get up and down. It's, for them, it's a, it's know, a good time slot. Yeah. And they are a decent side. Like, you know, if you very good forwards there and Paddy Lynch and, and Dara McVerty. So, you know, it, it will be it will be it will be a very tough game, but you know I'd expect Cork to to start in the front foot, and you know they have to. They've no other option. You know they have to yeah. win the game. If if they don't, um, you know a, a relegation battle will be will probably be in store. And you know before ball was kicked, the aim was 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 to get um p- promotion to Division One, and, and and you know and that that was coming from the management. So they will be they will be um, yeah very we were kind of all looking at the know. fact they were playing our man the last game at home saying I wonder could that yeah, end yeah. up being kind of a bit of a, a, a relegation kind because of shootout maybe because like uh, after this weekend's game like they'll go up to Femana, um the following weekend so you know that won't be easy as well you know no. in a tight compact ground above in Femana, similar to, to how well, it's just the, on the, the road day, so it's not easy to win yeah there, it's, it's another long journey up the road so you know it, it is look I'm repeating myself it's a huge game and you know it's simply a must win game and um, you know they'd probably take a, a win over maybe a performance they got the performance the last day yeah. against Loud but we're not the and results and I suppose so Parky it, it kind of plays big doesn't it in football terms like I mean you know it's yeah. a big stadium like you, 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 there will be goal chances there even with blanket defences there always are in, in yeah and opponents coming there kind of enjoy it as well you know it's a chance to play like you say in a big stadium a bit of wit like yeah like with, with a expect a small crowd it, it probably does feel a bit a bit bit ghostly but you know it's um yeah like barry says it's it's a big match Just and the result. result is all the thing like ideally you, you want the performance and the result and one one should, should hopefully to the other you just want them to kind of to to cut out the sloppiness that led to the concession of two goals against load because you know if you're playing a defensive set up like that um you just can't afford yeah, those chasing, things. chasing the game is, is, yeah, is yeah. difficult like what has really worried me though in, in the first two games uh, regardless of injuries or, or whatnot, but like, is, is, is defensively you know the, like the first game against Donegal the last day against Loud the opposition just, it, it was just too, too it, chances, it was just yeah. too easy for them you know compared to last year like, like the most Cork were beaten by last year was, was by four points I think um, like yeah, it's a sign of a team staying in every match no yeah like the they, were, they, were, they were tough not to crack last year Cork and that hasn't been the case uh, so far this this season. But look, it's not all doom and gloom. It's just there's <laughs> still time to turn it around. You know, if they, if they beat Kevin on on Saturday, you know they could get on a roll and you know they could move yeah, up. Yeah, you're the there and me to come and stuff. So yeah, look, it, it it's it's all to play for just to get the result this weekend and we have something positive to talk yeah. about and, 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 and that'll be all the matter especially gone, we're, yeah. we're four league games in now between both coaches without a win so we, yeah, we, yeah. We, we could do with something a bit more positive um, speaking Cork Miners beat Kilkenny in the Curtain Razor on Saturday evening so. true so we go with that that's, that's a, a, a good omen for the Monster Championship coming, yeah. coming down the tracks uh, and, and before the, the senior football game on, on Saturday the, the Cork under 20s have a challenge game against um Galway at two o'clock. A bit so. of interest in that, I'd say. You yeah, know, it's you know, new it's management team there yeah. in place. So, William Manny's first game in in charge of the under twenties with Mike Lowe in court. So, um, yeah, they've looked 
she would be a bit of an interest in that, yeah. So you see what kind yeah. of panel panel they're they're putting together. Whereas we also the other twenty hurlers were in action over the weekend. We we covered that match uh, in the Echo, and they kind of you know had a similar you know the shape of the core of the team was similar to the team that won the All Ireland. Yeah. they were very familiar with it. They're looking at one or two options. They lost a uh, lost a match with Kilkenny, but you know with the twenty footballers, it's probably it's more of a clean clean broom has come in really I suppose with a brand new management team and you know with a kind of all to play foreign places up for grabs so uh, absolutely like and, and you know and, the, and I suppose the, the, the Munster Championship you know um, isn't getting underway for them for you know for two mo- for another two months uh, middle of April so, so challenge match you know, is important there like. yeah so they, you know they have played a few challenge games uh, so far this year and you know Galway you know and, and, and Saturday will be another test of them and um, do you know they'd be how happy with how things are going but um you know, we know it's you know and it's and they, they've the obviously have a new championship format as well whereas yeah. it's not just straight knockout like it like it was so they get an extra few games in. yeah the under 20 football was kind of the poor relation among the others and of course Barry the, the under 21 football in Cork is back at the moment so there's, there's games going on at the moment I know you covered the mid-Cork final over the weekend so obviously you know the Cork management would have been out and about watch, watching those games um, there, Balnora won their first Title, which was which was great for them. They had a superb win over Ballincollig in the semi final, and they followed it up, which which is the thing to do, really, I suppose, because it was a good naval bond team they were playing who won the B B last winter. So, yeah, Balnor were, were impressive. Um, they won three eleven to to one nine, and uh, the first half they just blitz uh blitz naval bond really, and 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 um, you know the the game was over really at half time. They were up nine points, and um. I suppose Navy Bond, like they were, you know, similar to the Cock Hollows on, on, on Saturday night. They just, just never got going, in the, you know, in the first half. And um, Navy Bond, they, they did make um, a game of it really in the second half. They brought back to five, but, you know, I suppose they needed a goal. And, you know, yeah. it, you know, it didn't look like coming really, to be honest. And then, and then Balnor didn't got two late goals. Um, so to seal it. And to, to seal it. And, um, but like, you know, Ed Moyers, um, Navy Bond's uh, star man was, was in full forward in the first half. And, he was kind of starved of, of possession and they, they brought him out the second half and it, it, you know it worked and um you know he got the other players into it and um but you know but Balnor, that is a good Balnor team you know and it's, it's you know it's refreshing you know it was yeah, it's a, it's a new, a new like name on the cup it's great like, like you know Eog and and uh Colleague, you know had dominated the championship um like the last winners other than Colleague, or Eog or um Kilmoy in 2018 um and like many of those uh they built on that, like yeah. They, oh, they built on it, like many of those players um, that started in that under twenty team are backboning the the Premier Junior team, in, you know, in Kilmory today. So, um, you know, it, it will be important now that that Banor kind of, you know, they, they, you know, they hold on to these players because they're all very young, and you know, if they do stick around, you know, uh, they'd be worried travel and, yeah, and work abroad um, and all the other things. But like they were well coached you now on Sunday by by Ken O'Halloran, the the former car goalkeeper. He's involved with. Um, with their under twenty ones and their intermediate, um, and it gives a platform so. now for the intermediate championship. Obviously, we you know later in the year there'll be there'll be a county championship, but that's not a concern for now. But it's it's you know the core players of this now will will go into their you know playing both codes and they you know they won mid cork and the hurling last year. They'll be favourites again to win it, and they'd like to compete in the football. So it's an exciting year for them. Like uh, eleven of those under twenty one players have played intermediate championship for Balnor. Like uh, that says it all really. Like they were they were very young at an intermediate level. They're coming. Like. They. Just about survived um, last year. They beat Glenville in the uh, relegation playoff down in Riverstown. Um, and like, well, they were probably disappointed to end up in the relegation playoff. It was all about, you know, survival. And, and you know, a bit of momentum uh, coming uh, to the year now between the 21, even winning those relegation finals can give teams a bounce the following year, like, you know. Absolutely. Like, and, you know, and Keller Hallen will know he's in his second season, you know, um, as, as coach. So, 
um yeah you know you i know they they could they could surprise a few this year um you know in the intermediate championship and um you know going back to the final like andrew sullivan got two one he was he was um he was impressive ivan quark the wing back he was excellent he was probably my man of the match he kicked three points um all from play so but it, it was a good you know team performance from 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 Belnor, whereas I suppose Neighbourborn were probably too reliant on on Ed Myers. He um, you know he he got six points, um, three frees. Um, so yeah, I suppose they were probably just too reliant on him. But look, it's you know it's it's, it's gr- it was a great achievement for for Neighbourborn to get to the final. Like they won the B Championship last year after after beating Inniscawa, and um, like there were only three players on the age. And and, and so oh yeah, for so, Bond, so like yeah, so the majority will will be around next year. So and around the rest yeah. of the county, we have Bishop Stoner playing Nemo in the the final. They had a good win over Saint Michael's at the weekend, and you know Eban Gales march on their favourites for the West Cork title. We, we said that already, and they'd say that they'd be looking to retain that and maybe rattle the county, having played Premier One with this group at, at both codes three years ago. Yeah, uh, just going back to Bishop's own game, they beat St. Michael's 4-8-1-13. Uh, uh, Cullum Daly got 2-1 in, in, in that game. And uh, going on to, to West Cork in the, in the Carberry division, uh, there was a bit of bite to the Iban Gales and, and Carberry Rangers match by all accounts. And um, as you'd expect, Iban Gales won 2-11 to 2-8. And in the other semi-final, um, Bantry Bl- Blues beat Clannacilty 15 points to 2-6 in, you know, in what was an entertaining game down in... In, um, down in Dun Manway, so um, yeah, should should be a great final between um, Iban Gales and and uh, Bantry Blues, and obviously Iban Gales uh, lost the final only a uh, couple of m- months ago to, to Newcastle Town. So but they're going for their second in three years. Uh, second in in, the in, in three, three years, years. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So I mean, uh, great, great for the two clubs that feed into them. I suppose Argentine Rangers and Barry Row for the pe- people who don't know it. Um, look, it keeps us entertained uh, th- th- this t- this time of year before the leagues kick in there now in a, in a few weeks' time. Thanks very much to Dennis and Barry for joining us. You can find us every week on echolive.e forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.